uctoday.com. Hello and welcome to Out Loud. In the modern world of omni-channel communication, it's important that we don't forget how the foundations of customer service were created. Face-to-face or direct voice communication over the phone has been the basis of all customer relationships so far. Today, I'm joined by Kate Hammett, who is Global Head of Partnerships at Redbox Recorders, to take a look at how Redbox can enhance customer voice interactions. We also consider the future of voice within the CX environment. Have a listen. Good morning, Kate. How are you today? Very good, thank you. Patrick, how are you? I'm very well, thanks. We were just discussing the horrible weather, but today we can distract ourselves with a discussion around the future of voice within the collaboration UC space. And as representatives of Redbox, there's no one better placed really to understand how important voice is at the moment and how important it's potentially going to be. Um, we'll take that compliment very nicely. Thank you, Patrick. Um, so, so yeah, we're um, we're really excited about where we are at, in today's world. Um, voice seems to be the leader in most things, and um, we're certainly getting an awful lot of interest from lots of different areas as to um, recording more voice, I suppose, from lots of different platforms and being able to use it for the future of what's come of artificial intelligence. Yeah, well, that is, that's been a regular buzzword that has appeared on the podcast, sort of emerging technologies, AI and ML. But I wanted to start with how voice has developed throughout the customer experience history. And just reading that back, that sounds stupid, because obviously voice appears to be, be the, you know, the foundation of customer interaction going back, well, forever, really. Um, yeah, I completely agree with that. So I'm by no means no historian um, on contact center, but I suppose if we go back over the last 80 years, the underlying technologies changed dramatically. But voice, as you say, is still as powerful today as it was in 1930s, if not more so. Um, and I think if, even if I take you on, I suppose, a little bit of a journey. So if we think about the early 20th century when switchboard functions intentionally or otherwise as call centers, um, technology was probably unreliable um, and in- included many human errors. But then we move into the 50s with the launch of the automatic call distributor and collecting and routing and assigning of incoming calls to agents was enabled, something that's still used today. Um, and then shortly after the design of the modern call center, uh, I think we created the private automated business exchange known as the PABX, um, which then went on to PBX later on. And I, I think one of the one of the things throughout that history of call center is it's really surprised me was it was in the 1970s uh, when interactive voice response technology was invented, um, allowing for incoming calls to be handled by fully automated systems. And I think when we when we think about that in the context of the 1970s as to what we're thinking about now, the future of voice, it's, it really becomes very relevant. And I think. Then we jump into the 2000s when everything started to become cloud-based systems and alternative to the premise-based call center technology. So, but but despite all of the changes in that technology itself, having a conversation over the phone was absolutely key to providing the customers with the best customer service. So enabling agents to get to know more about their customers' wants and behaviors and offering them more of a personal service to meet their needs is probably hasn't changed whether or not you go back to the 80, you know, 80 years ago to, to today. Um, so it's a really, really interesting time, but a, a voice is absolutely, as you say, um, it's developed, the technology is developed, but voice has just become more relevant um, in what we do and what, how we say. 
And, and, and you, you built that up initially as not sounding like a contact centre historian, but I thought that was a very thorough history of voice within, within the customer experience landscape. I, I do try. <laughs> the way that contact centres have changed now, and again, one of the buzzwords everyone talks about is omni-channel in terms of communicating through messaging and other mediums. Voice still has a, has a pivotal role to play, doesn't it, within that communication between business organization and customer it, it really does and i think you know the the omni channel piece is um it's got a massive importance of how voice is playing today so if we think about some of the trends that you know that are being stated at the moment that companies with an omni channel program see probably 25 percent greater annual growth annual revenue growth um and 50 percent greater decrease in customer complaints now Lots of these can come through many different media types. So whether it's through the phone, email, social media, web interactions, but it all in all is vital for successful companies to provide a consistent and effective cross-channel customer service. And I think that's where we're seeing, um, you know, the, the rise in omni-channel and the need to be able to service your customers in many different media types coming to fruition. Um, and, and organizations tend to be focused on business outcomes. So whether it's for compliance, increased revenues, targeted campaigns, um, improved efficiencies or agent analytics, um, none of them are really possible without the data that captures through the different media types, email, chat, IM, SMS, but more importantly now, I suppose, from a voice perspective as a leading communication method. Um, and we at Redbox obviously like to be able to put that data into um, unlock, I suppose, the voice data and put it into a structured format to be able to point it there at other organisations to be able to do some wonderful analytics and um, meet compliance regulations. And, and from your perspective, has, has voice, and this is my naivety here, I'm assuming that voice is probably the most difficult in terms of that data capture process. Because if communication is coming in on whatever other channel it might be, whether it be email, you, you know, it's already in that text form. Whereas Redbox, you're effectively having to, first of all, capture the whole recording and then the tools are having to be used to, to capture that data into a more binary routine format. Yeah, and I think that's why at Redbox we want to make sure that we concentrate on that capture because it is complex. You know, if you think about all of the legacy systems, whether or not, be from your TDM to your latest I, um, IP infrastructures, we, we, we need to be able to make sure that we can capture from any medium, and that's um, unified communications, telephony platforms, radio, mobile, turrets. Um, there's a, there's a mass, mass array of devices out there um, and platforms that we need to be able to capture the audio and be able to put it into one application that can then deliver back to the customer that analysis on that on that audio but i think what's really coming to um coming to the forefront of today's world is is actually us being able to transcribe that information so to put it into that text text format that then becomes really easy to ingest into other platforms so therefore being able to leverage the voice as easily as you can do from the chat the emails the social media um but uh, we we uh, redbox we need to capture on that absolutely capture on the voice and making sure that we do that to the to the standards the customers require. And I suppose as Redbox and someone who understands and works with voice, you know, more, more than anyone else probably, and, and again, I suppose this varies, you know, industry by industry and sector by sector and company by company, 
the the evolving use of voice. It's, I was thinking before before we spoke about this when I was doing some research that I tend to only in an in an omni-channel environment, voice tends to be my last resort or or my first resort if you see what I mean. So if I'm calling up for a new service or a new contract, I might do it by voice just to fully understand. But then if it's an existing service I'm using voice tends to only be my final call either for a complaint or if I'm not getting something re resolved over over other channels so that puts even more importance on the voice element doesn't it in terms of it being potentially the most important crucial medium of communication that a customer might use yeah and, and it's interesting how um how voice is evolving so the, the reason why we use voice, absolutely, I think, to have that final point of call is if you've got a problem, if you've got a complaint. Um, and I think you're absolutely right. That's probably, if you think about a call centre environment, they are probably handling many dispute resolutions um, and having to deal with investigations far more from the voice call than any other way. However, you could also say that it's very easy nowadays to to put something on social media if you've got an issue that suddenly also gets a reaction. But I think by... So at Redbox, we can do things by you know, ac accurately reconstructing incidents using the data captured from the voice. So we can um, target the right product to the right customer and uh, ensure that the customer's data is protected and used in the right way through our partnerships. But we we make sure that we um, we have some tools to be able to do some analysis on agents' um, behaviours themselves and make sure that you know you can have quality management to say as a supervisor for example would be able to have a look and re replay the call and be able to give feedback and evaluation on a particular agent's behavior of how they've dealt with the complaint to then be able to put that into into the future of being able to say next time you get this actually this is probably how you should respond or you need to be able to improve efficiencies and the complaint handling so we are seeing that an awful lot but then you can move into some of our partners capabilities of pushing that that transcription into some of our partners be able to do even further analysis on you know proper coaching capabilities and being able to have a look at tone and sentiment analysis on is the customer really really angry um, versus actually is the customer quite calm and has just got a problem and I think that's where some of the text comes out if, if I was to send you a text today you could read it in one way and I could have meant it in completely the other you know in a different way and the same can come with some aspects of a transcribed voice call however there are organizations out there that can really have a look at full details of tone sentiment inference uh, personal insights to really make sure that actually what was said is how the customer meant it so you can deal with it properly but but I, I, I think I actually want to go back, if I can, on to your comment of it's probably the last resort to use a phone. And, and this is something that I think we're seeing voice change. Um, we've gone through a trend, I think, where we've been led by voice to then be led by um, text. I think when you, know, when you think about um, some of the technologies of, of the past and then we've, you know, um, the telegraph, for example, um, and then we go back into... The smartphone, which probably led again by speech and text, um, and, and now we're, I think we're moving into a very heavily speech-orientated world with things like um, Alexa and Siri, where we're actually wanting to control devices by commands. So whether or not you sit in a car and you press a button and say "call so and so" or "play this on my radio," um, we're, so we're so the voices I think is becoming very powerful again, um, and it will be interesting to see over the next five to ten years is 
how we as a generation and our generations and the millennials below us or certainly below me um take future technology as always being number one um means but they want the answers now that's really interesting actually and that's something i hadn't thought of at all and while you while you're speaking there i was thinking generationally I put myself firmly in the millennial bracket, and I'm quite and I'm quite happy to get on the phone, probably because of previous jobs I've had cold calling people. So actually speaking on the phone isn't that much of a problem. But my, I have a younger sister who's quite a few years younger than me, and she is quite reluctant to go on the phone. But you're absolutely right; she is much more keen to use voice assistant tools than maybe I would be. So it's it's interesting how that that dynamic and the use of voice is, is potentially going to change going forward, isn't it? It is. And, and I think, um, so with all of that, we know we need to be at the forefront. So um, let's let's talk about probably your younger sister in the same way I would probably talk about my children. Um, the applications they use on their phone, they would very much want to use the likes of Snapchat or WhatsApp. Um, but, but I think, and this is these are the tools I suppose that are at their disposal that they want to be able to take a picture or even record something you know and, and just send it to somebody but not actually pick up the phone and have that formal conversation um, however through applications it's really important that we start to capture some of those calls as well so um, because we we understand that is where that our, our younger generation are taking us so we have a partnership with Samsung um, where we can um, record calls that are made on a on a Samsung device, um, and coming very shortly is um, the the ability to be able to record WhatsApp calls. The ability to be able to keep up with the times and be able to record even not through an application is really important to us as a business. So, you know, our millennials or, or you know my children would rather use a WhatsApp call than using the native phone to dial out um, it, and it just because it's within an application that they feel comfortable with so it's really important for us as Redbox that we work with organizations to make sure that we can also start recording those calls so if we think about um, Samsung have we've got a partnership with Samsung now where the calls recorded are actually recorded on an application that's embedded into the device so it can't be removed um, and you know and coming down the line very shortly will be WhatsApp what's that recording um so taking the future of our children and how they want to behave but making sure that we capture that for the right reasons uh, whether or not that be for compliance regulation quality training whatever it may well be um it's, it's really really important but there are there are trends that are changing um absolutely every single every year in fact i, I think i see a different application that's coming in that certainly my children want to use no, completely, and a lot, a lot of them I don't understand at all, despite thinking of myself as quite young. But that, that's really interesting how it's sort of a, an ide a shift in ideology. And you guys at Redbox have always been very forward-thinking in terms of, as you touched on before, partnerships you've used and, and do use to leverage advantages in emerging technology, as we touched on before, AI, ML. Where do you think... I mean, some of the things you've already touched on already, you know, voice analytics, um, use of tools to glean a more interesting insight from, from the data. Where do you think that's potentially going in the, in the future for voice? Oh, it, it's going in many, many directions. So um, we, we, we probably want to unlock the voice for a lot of those systems. So we've got a partnership trans with the transcription technology pioneer speechmatics. Um, and we've, 
push the boundaries, I suppose, of what's previously been possible in speech recognition quality by using deep and recurrent neural, um, neural network algorithms, enabling constant learning and improvement. So we want to make sure that if we can offer fast and accurate text representation of audio conversations across the entire telecommunications estate, this enables our customers to be able to open up the ability to use um, artificial intelligence, business intelligence, um, being able to apply all of this information to, into CRM platforms, um, being able to reconstruct opportunities, improve customer service. Um, through you know through the models and, and our partnership ecosystem, they have the skills to be able to say, right, okay, take take artificial intelligence. How do we focus um, our agents or the customers' agents onto concentrating on the 25% of customers that will definitely result in a sale rather than the 25 that will never buy. And and that's that's not our technology. You can look at an organization like Voicebase, for example, or IBM, who may have those those fully built um, machines, learning machines, to be able to say, right, actually, we're going to provide future predictive analytics. And I think that is absolutely where we're going. I think today, Customers are a little bit wary. They're not quite sure what they want or how to use it because I think it is still relatively new. So we want to help them take them on a journey by saying, look, first point of call is let's make it simple for you to be able to access your data because without your data, you can't you can't use any of it. You know, it, these machines will only be very good for the future from the data that's plugged in over the over a period of time to give them the insight. So we're sort of saying that we can provide you with the insight by transcribing that data, pushing it into these engines to be able to do whatever you need to do um, in the next six months, 12 months, two years, five years, um, however however quickly it will be. But I, I do think it will be quick, personally. I think we're seeing an awful, awful lot of customers now starting to focus their attention on um, where they can win through the use of analytics rather than um, the typical typical route of you know this this is this is how we go about it please go and pick up the phone call that customer and see what happens um there's an awful lot of more insight that's going into it no i've realized i stitched you up there with the impossible question of what will happen in the future but as you said the, the critical bit from your perspective at Redbox is is capturing that data isn't it and, and enabling all of those the the huge potential that the new tech emerging technologies bring yeah, absolutely. But I think as well as as well as that, I think we also need to be make sure that you know we can protect these customers and these conversations as well. Making sure that one, um, you know, that you're talking to the right person. So, uh, and I think that's where it's down to us as an organisation to make sure that we have the partnerships with the likes of Nuance on biometrics to say, you know, is the person we're talking to the right person? Is there a voice print that says yes, if that is that person? Whether or not that be in finance or even any industry now I think particularly when you think about contact center and you know taking even things like credit card payments over the phone you know we need to make sure that we've got the tools in place to be able to protect the customer by not recording that particular part of the credit card or um, you know extracting PI information particularly when we think about GDPR that's coming in so we uh, the space that we're in, as much as we don't necessarily provide the auditing tools at the end of the day, we do need to make provide tools that can enable our customers to be able to access the right information to be able to audit. Yeah, and that's a really easy point for for me to forget. You know, I always tend to get carried away slightly with the, you know, shiny emerging new technology, exciting. But 
You're absolutely right. Data security and data privacy at the moment is a massively hot topic in the UK uh, with GDPR coming in and with everything that's been in the news recently with the Facebook data and, and Cambridge Analytics. So th- that is a, that is an absolutely critical factor, isn't it? Yeah, and it, it's blending the today's world in with what the future looks like. And, and in some ways, it's quite scary because I think you want to we want to move really fast, but suddenly we rein back in again by, oh, actually, can we do that? Um, and and uh, so I think, you know, through our partnership ecosystem, and, and that's why we've got a partnership ecosystem, we, you know, if we can concentrate on the capture and we can com- concentrate on, you know, allowing our customers to store that data wherever they want to store it. You know, we don't say it has to be within a red box environment. It can be in their own environment. It can be in the cloud environment, but they need to make those decisions that are right for their own business. And every business is unique. Um, and, Although they need to comply, they still don't want to be held down to certain certain ways um, that is going to be cost prohibitive, I suppose, to them as an organization to succeed. So we try and make it really easy by saying, you know, that we'll capture it, you store it where you want to do it, we'll turn it into something that you can use them for intelligence and we'll provide some basic tools to protect your data where it's required in terms of PCI, PI, um, to aid that but it's certainly by no means the end game um, we, we wouldn't claim that you know we we can make a customer GDR, GDPR compliant because we all have our own obligations to meet but we can certainly you know provide a few tools to help them on their way around the voice. Technologies like this are going to be more critical in certain I'm not even sure if that's true more critical in certain verticals I was going to say certain market verticals and as a you guys are a channel-focused business. What's the what does the go-to-market strategy look like in terms of servicing those different markets to different levels and adding value to those? Okay, so, so that's a really interesting question. Um, we are we actually have a horizontal play. So let me cover off the vertical piece first. I said, you know, we have a horizontal play. However, we are very um, prevalent, I suppose, in three different areas of finance, contact centre and public safety. And I think that's probably been driven by regulation. Um, that's, you know, that's predominantly the first ones to say well, voice needs to be recorded now for regulatory purposes or for um, public safety. When you think about the police calls and 999 and command and control centre, um, where we record all of those as well. But I think I think moving outside of that, um, now the voice is becoming very much, you know, for quality and training and how do we actually leverage the voice. So we we go to market um, in order to ensure that we can meet that horizontal play and vertical specific where required. We go to market through over 350 channel partners that we have to our reseller network. And that's across the globe. So um, we have offices ourselves based in the UK, um, and that's where our 24-7 support offices are um, in Nottingham. And then we also have um, offices in New York and Singapore and Hong Kong. And then our reseller network supports us across the whole of the globe. So with that reseller network, that means that we can not only um, offer our services as Redbox recorders to be able to record the voice, but they're very, very, um, to us, really important to be able to say, how do you take that customer on the next journey? How do you take them into, how do you turn that voice into something more that the customer requires? So we've either got UC partners, and we also have some artificial intelligence partners out there in terms of reseller partners that are selling a whole solution stack out to the customers and being able to leverage um Inform decisions across a whole solution and end-to-end game to back to their customers. And I suppose that huge network of partners, resellers, 
it just sort of it enables you know that that industry vertical specific focus because I used to work for an IT reseller and and they tend to you know have a particular not necessarily niche area but a particular area that they specialize in and then obviously they can target that particular area and, and leverage your expertise in enabling a solution that, that meets the requirements of the particular vertical absolutely and and also covering off some of the areas that we may not yet be aware of um, and I think even when you think about you know who you need to talk to within an organization we typically we know we may be talking to the telephony IT manager whereas actually our partners are sometimes being led by an HR or a compliance officer or um, you know somebody who's who's it could even be sales or marketing you know how do we market our customers you know better and that can drive those conversations so by having that reseller network, it broadens out our capability of understanding what the what the ecosystem looks like, who we and and also helps us choose who our partners are, um, in terms of our API partners. Um, you know, who are the ones that are coming up more often, and um, and and providing customers with a choice and a really easy integration um, into the platforms that they require. But you know, broadening that whole piece across the the different contacts within an organization to get an, an overarching um, view on the impact of voice in organizations, which I think is changing. Absolutely. Oh, well, it's been really interesting talking to you and I look forward to seeing how voice develops in the future. But thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Thank you very much. Thanks so much to Kate for joining me on Out Loud to take a look at the future of voice communications. There is loads more content about Redbox recorders on our website, so head over to uctoday.com to find out more. Remember, if you have any questions about any of the topics that we feature on Out Loud, get in touch on LinkedIn or via Twitter at UC Today News. Thanks for listening.